is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. All right, today I have Fallon on the podcast. How are you doing, Fallon? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. We know each other in real life. Usually when I have podcast guests on, I just know them from the internet. Oh, wow. But I know you in real life. Yeah, you know me in real life. So this, <laughs> this will be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to, so I'm going to let you, usually I start out with like, here's how I found this person. I was Googling blah, blah, blah. And I thought, you know, I want you to tell the story of how we know each other. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm going to get nitty and gritty with this. Yeah. Okay. So I worked at a startup and we had a positioning opening and you applied. And the first time I met you, I was interviewing you along with the rest of my coworkers for this job at our, at our startup. And we didn't hire you. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying. really the crazy part. I know, right? It's like, oh my God. Uh, we didn't hire you. We hired someone else, but then we eventually needed more help. And so we uh, hired you on in a part-time role and you were uh, instrumental in keeping me sane and you wor- worked with me at Buddha. You helped me with my life and my chaotic, crazy startup life. And I'm so grateful because <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, well, no. So now as I'm thinking back, I'm like, that's right. I didn't, I did not want to be a teacher and I was applying, mm, like, I had an offer to teach and was hoping to get hired by you guys because I didn't want to go back to teaching. And then you guys were like, ah, I was like, F, I have to go back to teaching. Um, but it's fine. You know, it's, I think that we've talked about this so many times where like mm-hmm. those things that like hurt yeah. the and then you go back and you're like, wow, I'm really thankful that happened. Right. Like you got saved, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That was a blessing not to get hired full time with us, as you as you saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and I also remember I I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've talked about you on the podcast or on a YouTube video that I made because I remember when I did get hired and I was working part time. Um, that there are just so many different when you Salesforce, there's so many different screens and it feels very overwhelming. But I had just used it at the previous company that I was at. And you said to me, you were like, wow, you're a quick learner. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I am not. I've never once, you know how you go to a job interview and you're supposed to lie and be like, I'm a quick learner. Like, I'm like, no, I'm the slowest learner. Like, uh, (laughs) and you said that to me and I was like, oh, okay. But, um, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That is the story of how Jacqueline and Fallon met. Isn't that crazy? How many years ago was that? It was we just talked about that. Four and a half years ago. Four and a half years ago. Like, God, why? That is the time. I know, right? Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Wow. But we bonded over a lot of stuff, which is, it's mm-hmm. funny when I look back of all of the things that kind of were happening in our lives, but that was right around the time that I was, um, when we first moved to Atlanta, I was doing Whole30 and hated my life. And when the first, so the company that you worked for was uh, catering food. And I remember going to lunch with your boss and being like, Jacqueline, you can't be a freak at this restaurant. Like you cannot be a weirdo <laughs> about food. 
they're not going to hire you to work for a food company if you're like, mm, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Whole 30 was the worst thing to be doing if you were going to be coming a fooder. Like just in terms of the, the, the torture and just like all the food that we're around nonstop every single day. Some people were like, oh, it's heaven. Yeah, it was great. But then there were days when I'm like, oh, God. But yeah, that's funny. But sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. It's, it, but I think that you had just done it. You were about to do one or something. And you kind of mm -hmm. went through yep. that, that period of like, let me try all these different ways of eating. Well, did I get the idea from you? Or did I just happen to do it? And then you're saying, oh, I know Whole30. And then we started talking about it. Yeah. Which one was it? I think that, I don't think you got the idea from me. Cause by that time I was anti whole 30. I was like, that oh, messed up my, it bad. messed up the whole, the whole first month that we lived in Atlanta. I literally sat at home and didn't like what everyone's doing right now during the pandemic. And they're like, man, I can't go do anything. It's like, I self-imposed that on myself in February wow. of 2016, moving to a new city, just sat at home and didn't do anything. Wow. Oh my gosh. So when I told you, yeah, I'm doing this thing whole 30 in your mind, you're like, Oh my God, this girl. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah. And so we, we bonded over the food and diets and exercise and all the struggles and the headaches that we dealt with in our day-to-day -day jobs and we quit. And now here we are. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I know it's, it's funny. It's like, I mean, it was four and a half years ago, but there's just, there's been so much struggle and challenges and like things overcome. And even just what we were talking about before we started recording, I'm just like, how many times do I have to learn this lesson? Um, that sometimes like, like people know that I left teaching in 2003. 15, but again, like I got a teaching job in 2016. So it wasn't that, but like literally the last five and a half years and just been like up and down and up and mm -hmm. down. Yeah. Um, but it looks glamorous from the outside. Yeah. It always looks glamorous from the outside, right? You're in LA right now. That sounds so glamorous to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I am in LA. So yeah, it, 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 it is glamorous. I, I can't even lie. Like I'm, I'm actually very grateful that I can sit in this pretty cool hotel and, you know, work on creative stuff or just really do whatever I want to do, you know? So it's the moment is glamorous, but yeah, like there's other parts of my life that are very, very far from glamorous. So yeah, I try not to pretend as if my life is some sort of Instagram highlight because it's not, but I am trying to be more grateful for the moments that are pretty cool that I am able to do that, you know, other people can't do or choose not to do or whatever. So yeah. Mm -hmm. It has been one of the cool things of like, so I was riding my bike home today from the gym and I passed by an elementary school and I was like, wow, I'm not at school right now. Like I forget it. And you were a teacher for a little bit. Like you were like, oh, wow, I'm not there right now. Wow. Yes. Yes. I'm That's ready. amazing. Isn't that crazy? Because when you put yourself back in that moment when you were teaching or when I was at this job and I was teaching and I was working at a startup and you, you just see people all day and you're like, what? You see that girl riding by on her bike and mm -hmm. you know, like what the hell does she do for, yeah. for a living? You know, like I'm pretty sure a sister 
not a sister, but a teacher looked out of her window and saw you riding by, if they're even yeah. at school and said, wow, I wish I was that girl right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, but that, that does cross. What does she do? How is she getting by? How is she making a living? How is that possible? How is it? How are, how are you in LA in the middle of the week? Just, you know, but like, it's the whole, go get a haircut in the middle of the day. Like who are these people right. that do that? Mm-hmm. But it's also a really cool way to think about like, Hey, like we created this, like we created this life where we can be exactly. wherever we want to be. Um, again, it hasn't been glamorous, but I wouldn't trade it for I wouldn't like, either. yeah, the stability that I had before it's like, well, mm-hmm. it was stable, but like I wasn't stable. Like I was a mess. Exactly. Same, same. Oh my God. It was, oh, it was so bad. So yeah, like I completely agree with you. I would not trade your peace of mind. is just so much more valuable than your comfort zone of like a steady paycheck. And I would have never thought I'd been the person to say that because I'm always the person that's saying no security, stable, you know, just doing everything by the book, right? But then just the most depressed person ever, unhappy, complaining every day I come home. It's just like, now my wife's got to hear, you know, what's, what's the story of the day to day, right? You know, so yeah, I don't, I don't miss it at all. I don't. What do you- what do you think was your breaking point that you were like, I, I have to leave. I can't, I need something different. Um, I think my breaking point was realizing that the job was just a, a dead end and the burnout was just going to be a dead end. Like it wasn't going anywhere anytime soon. You know, I realized that, Oh, you know, I did everything that I could to keep a positive attitude to, to make this position work for me in the meantime. Um, I've already talked to the CEO, the, the head person in charge, who's basically saying that this position isn't going to change and there won't be any real growth potential for at least three years. And I'm looking at him like, in my mind, I'm saying, well, I'm out of here. I can't do this for another three years. I can't even do this for another six months. And it just got down to the point where, like, I was just, I was tired of holding the weight of, you know, just everyday chaos on the top of my shoulders, you know, like, it's just like, this is, this is crazy. Like I wake up every day and it's just like just sheer depression of like what's to come. And it was only getting worse because our market was under more and more pressure to perform and we weren't performing sales wise. And it got to the point where people were starting to get very frustrated and stressed out. And they just wanted to throw more things on me because of the lack of competency in other areas in our market. So at that point, I was like, I don't know. I was just so calm about it. And I think up until that point, oh, that's what it was. So after I talked to the CEO, I came home and I told Kelly and I said, yeah, you know, she said, how did it go? I was like, you know, honestly, it doesn't seem like there's much clarity. And I just think we need to start preparing for me doing something else. And so we started getting very, uh, adamant about paying off our credit cards, just making sure that we saved as much as we could, because I said, it's going to be a day that's going to come and I'm just going to have to leave, leave, right? And that was in August of 2017. And no, 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 August of 2016. And then the day came where uh, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I was very calm, but I saw what was happening 
up to that point and I knew it was just going to be a moment where I was like okay this is the end of the road because I can't I can't bear the the burden of more and more and more on top I mean you saw like I, I had hardly any help I had you you were a lot of help but I mean I needed at least yeah full-time employees at that point and I had one full-time employee but to you know two of us two and a half of us compared to like six to eight salespeople that they were hiring it was just kind of like ridiculous yeah so I said you know I'm done you get to that point where you're just and it's like a calm done you know before it was like I come home in in frustration I'm quitting I'm quitting I'm quitting you know and it's just like oh you're not really quitting (laughs) you're just you're just pissed off today but that day came and I got that text an email from my former boss and you know, he wanted me to do something that was almost kind of like, I don't know, he might as well have just told me, hey, can you, you know, land us on Mars tomorrow morning? Yeah. It, was, it was that kind of like task. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I told Kelly, I said, I texted her, I said, you know, I think today's the day. And she says, for what? I said, for me to quit. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> so she, she sent me, you know, all of these uh, resignation uh, templates. I mean, she sent them to me before I even got back to the office. Good. Oh, yeah. so, here you go. <laughs> so I actually wrote it up in the office, my resignation. And uh, yeah, I sent it before I left the office. Because I knew that if I didn't send it, then I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. So I just wrote it up and sent it. And the rest is history. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Kelly is such a good partner to have because she's like, like we've talked about, like her, her belief in abundance and like the law of attraction, yeah, just like for going sure. for it. And to have someone to like support you in that. Cause a lot of people would like their partners to be like, nope. Uh, like yep. we have bills to pay. You can't do that. Um, yep. yeah. Yeah. I remember. Cool. Yeah. Did you, um, so you sent it in and you quit. Did you have mm-hmm. a plan for like what you were going to do? No, I didn't. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have anything. I just knew that I couldn't do that anymore. And that is like, so not me. And I think like when I told my family about it, they were like, you know, is she okay? Like what's going on with her? Because I mean, that was not me. I'm the person that loves to have safety and and comfort and security. And so for me to do that, they knew it had to have been serious, right? Like Fallon just doesn't, she doesn't, I take risks, but I don't just quit my job without having anything lined up. I said, I'll figure it out. You know, and just knowing that we had that cushion of savings, we had paid down the majority of our debt, like we had both of our cars were paid off, and then I got into a car accident, <laughs> which is so, so crazy. Like, no, huh? but they say that happens, like the universe testing you out, like how serious are you about this? Right. Hey, we're going to throw something your way. How serious are you about <laughs> oh this? Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, I have never had a car payment. Now I have to get a freaking car payment. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But yeah, I just just roll with the punches and having uh Kelly's support was so monumental man she never even flinched on me quitting she never second guessed it I second guessed it more than she did she wanted me to quit way sooner I said no 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 it's not the right timing but I, I planted that seed in August because something I felt like oh you're probably going to be quitting next year something just came to me and it was a day where I was happy nothing happened at work it, it just something said start preparing yourself now and so I did. And so the day came and it's like perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Perfect storm for quitting. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I, um, so I can't remember if I told you, there's this book by Marie Forleo called Everything's Figure Outable. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. Yeah. But it's Probably. that, I mean, it's that like, okay, I don't, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. And mm-hmm. I think it's this like, okay, well, like you've literally figured everything out up until where you are. So I guess you'll have to, you'll figure out whatever, whatever comes and, and you have, you're alive, you're here still. still. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still Still figuring it out. But I mean, yeah, I'm not like homeless, homeless. So (laughs) (laughs) no, you guys are fine. You're doing like, but that's the thing is like why we, um, I mean, we're at our jobs for so many hours a day. And if you're miserable, then why? I don't know. Like, I mean, but I think I've written, I've journaled this so much. And um, mm-hmm. in reading The Big Leap, I, which I know you just read and I'm reading with a client right now, but I was like, wow, this is interesting. I read this book like four and a half years ago. And I feel like I finally figured out what I want mm-hmm. to do like two months ago, like two months ago. Wow. wow like, awesome. <laughs> but it's like, you have to do so many different things. Like, yeah, do. I don't know. I, I don't even, how many projects or how many, like, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do this over the last five and a half years. Um, but this idea that you should know what you're going to do in life at 18 or 20, 21, 22, when you graduate college. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, you know, <clears throat> just, you know, from you saying, like, telling me yesterday how it took five years and you figured it out two months ago. And I'm like, man, Jacqueline had found the, like, the holy grail because you know how many people would love to wake up and know exactly what they want to do for the rest of their lives and what they love to do and make money from that. I mean, that is the holy grail because everybody's searching for happiness outside of ourselves. But I think at the end of the day, people just want to really do what they enjoy and make uh, the right amount of money for them doing that. I think it's really that simple, you know? And so I've been on that journey, just like you, figuring, getting closer and finding those little nuggets of what I like to do and what I don't like and, you know, just trying to piece it all together. So kudos to you, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. We need, we need to pop a bottle on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, but I think that that's it. Like every time you try something out, you're like, is this, is this who I am? Is it this? Right, maybe maybe yes. it's this. And so it was frustrating I mean, I, so I have the podcast, which is about running. And obviously we're not talking about running right now. <laughs> and I have a blog that was about food and I do not want to talk about food anymore. I'm like, so, I don't want to talk about food. It's so annoying, but it was like, it took so many of these things to like, Oh, this is like, I like talking about mental health. And like, honestly, it's everything that you and I talk about. We meet, so Valen and I meet every week on zoom and like, talk like and that's that's it like I love that that's like what I do with my clients and like inch them forward and I think you and I we both do that for each other like inch each other forward like hey have you read this book or here's my routine for whatever but like that just having that support because it's so good yeah it's so helpful I'm just so glad that you like suggested that because I didn't realize how like meaningful and profound like talking to someone else about your problems whatever you're struggling with whether it's professionally or mentally or whatever I mean it's really helpful just to get it off your chest even if you just want to talk to someone other than your spouse or your family member or you want to 
you know, divulge certain things that you don't share with your family members to someone that you can trust. And man, it's like therapy without like the couch and the actual therapist person, right? I'm like, do do other people just talk to their friends like this every week? Or I don't care, but I love it. It's it's like been, it's been so good. Yeah. It's been really good. It's been so helpful. Um, I'm like, it just, you know how you read in all like the self-help books, like, oh, get yourself a mentor. And I'm like, yeah, like I've had coaches and they're great and they're wonderful. But I think what's cool is like us kind of like, honestly, we're at like the same place in life. Like I'm like, yeah. hey, I figured shit out two months ago, you know, but like we're like at the same place and we both left a career and tried a million things, taught online, <laughs> oh also teaches online and hello children, like both, you What's know, your name? <laughs> but like both went through so many different things and traveled and whatever. And yeah. it just, um, but yeah, it's been good to be kind of like, have like a peer, like, like, I think that we're peers and also mentors to each other. Yeah. I love that. That's exactly right. Wow. That is so good. Yes. We are peers and mentors to one another. That's <laughs> yeah. really good. Yeah. It's like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> so. What are, so, but you do like, we do have to try on so many different things to figure it out figure out right. what mm-hmm. and like be open to those things. What, mm-hmm. what have you been trying out? You've been trying out a lot, a lot. Oh God. Yes. Yeah, so where do I start? It's good. It's like a good thing to try shit out. Right. Right. So I've always had this dream of like, you know, starting a company. Um, and, you know, so I've been really like trying to validate all these business ideas that I've had. And they really didn't lead to anything, you know, either um, I couldn't validate it or I gave up on the project because I just wasn't feeling it anymore. So I've tried to start, um, I don't know, my, my, my most recent thing is trying to start a clothing company that is pretty much like a Spotify for like capsule wardrobes to help people, you know, um, optimize their 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 wardrobe along with their wallets and stuff like that i had like 250 people or so sign up for um the mailing list and wanting to know when it actually launched and you know long story short i just kind of lost gas on it a little bit because it felt like it was out of my wheelhouse and and how to like bring it forth um still dibbling and dabbling in it but um yeah i've done that i've tried to start um cookies I've tried to start a uh, website for helping couples find their wedding photographer. Like, my God, it's been a lot. <laughs> That's just a little bit. Like, it's it's been so many other different little things that maybe I've just had ideas for that I haven't really tried. But, yeah, you know, I've teach, done teaching online. So just doing a little bit of everything. Did videos at one point. Like, my wife has a photography business and so we said hey why don't you be the videographer and shoot weddings so I did try that didn't really enjoy that too much so yeah I've done a lot of little things here and there as you do yeah 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 Yeah. I and I think that though that's like what makes I I think that's what makes us interesting is like Mm -hmm. we were kind of chatting about this like we can look at these things as like a knock on you like something wrong with you that you didn't know what you were supposed to do with your life at 18 or Mm -hmm. like 
wow, how cool that you were open to trying new things in life. Like, why do we have to stick with one career for 50 years? Like, why is that? Why? Like literally everything that we do, someone just made up. Someone just made up that like, this is what you're supposed to, you're supposed to do a job. Someone just made that up. Someone made that up. And we all said like the herd mentality that our society is sure. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You know, and have you ever heard of the term multi potentialite? No, multi potentialite. Multi-potentially. Okay. These are people that are interested in doing a lot of different things and they have the potential to do a lot of different things. They're not just going to be this one thing, right? And that's a lot that I struggled with because I told Kelly, I said, you know, there's a lot of different things that I want to do, but I feel like I should just focus on one thing because that's what everybody says to do or Mm. I'm just trying to find my one thing. What is my one thing? Yeah. And I came across that term and they're like, hey, everybody's just not going to be doing one thing. And if you think about it, think about like celebrities or whoever, like they're not only a singer. Now they're getting into food and starting these product lines and then they're doing this and doing that. So they're doing a lot of different things. And so, yeah, like I felt like I was in this hole where I had to figure it out. And like, what's my one thing? And I feel like everybody has one thing to me. Like, I just want my one thing, you know, so. Yeah, just not getting caught up in that and just, you know, being okay trying things and failing things. Because I'd rather try. I'm going to try all day than, um, than not try. So that's kind of been my, my motto as of late. Like, screw it. Let's just try it. Yeah. And great. if I don't like it, it's okay to put it down. Like, uh, it's okay if you don't like it. You don't have to like and stick with things. It's like relationships. You date people, right? You can date ideas. You can date projects. You don't have to stick with something just because you started it. Mm-hmm. That's why people are in unhappy marriages and unhappy businesses now. Like, mm-hmm. no, don't force it. If, it. if it's not flowing, if it doesn't feel right, then, you know, and to some people it may seem unfocused or, and I'm, I'm not saying that sometimes I, a lot of times I haven't been as focused as I want to, but I think I'm really just trying to hit the needle on what really is the thing that I really want to like do. Right. So yeah, I'm going to keep trying until I get to that. And I think I'm getting closer. I'm yeah. definitely getting closer because my motivations are changing. Mm. And I think that's helping me like nail down exactly like kind of the things that I want to do. What's, you know? what's changing? You said your motivations are changing? Like, yeah. So my motivations of why I want to do things like before it was like, oh, I just want to make all this money. I'm going to start a company. I'm going to sell it, you know, and that's all great and wonderful and everything, but that can't, for me, that can't be my only reason because I'm realizing that 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 doesn't necessarily help me stay motivated to pursue something. And so now I'm looking for more meaning and purpose and passion. So I'm not really getting hung up on the money part and getting so attached to the outcome. Mm. Because when you're only pursuing things like based on money or fame or recognition, like, I mean, that stuff's going to dry up and Mm. you got to need more than that to keep going. Yeah. It's that, that external stuff that, and it's, it's, yeah, I get confused about it sometimes too. And we've had talks about this, but it's like, because like, well, but I don't want to be poor. I don't want to not have money. (laughs) Like, but wait, like, right. But it's like, it can't be like the external thing can't be the reason that you're doing it because the external thing can go away. Mm -hmm. 
And this is, but this is like how we pursue a lot of things when it comes to, I mean, diets, um, exercise routines, running, like cool. Now the race has been canceled. This is pandemic. All of the races are canceled. Are you still running? Are you still excited to run? For some people, no, but like, okay, cool. Take away the diet, the rules or the frame, the timeline. Do you still want to eat that way? Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. You actually hate eating that way. So like, (laughs) (laughs) but like, it's really confusing because we do, we've been programmed to just do stuff Mm -hmm. to get the thing, like get get the the carrot, get the carrot, the dangling carrot. That's so true. And today I just journal because I'm really trying to be more intentional with my diet and not I'm going to be honest. I mean, I was very vain about it. Like I was only dieting to have a nice looking body. It wasn't to feel healthy. It wasn't to have energy. It was like, oh no, I want to look good. Right. And then it's like, today I was like, as I was journaling, I'm like, well, no, you need something that's going to really like be a reason other than just looking good. And, or I wanted a reason. And I said, well, I don't like the way certain foods make me feel after I eat them. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, it's all fine and wonderful in the moment. Drink all the drinks, eat all the fries. But when you go home and you can't, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night, and your stomach's hurting, that, that, you know, or you don't have any energy to go exercise tomorrow. Yep. That's not going to be fun, you know? So I'm finding like other reasons why I want to do things. And it's not, you know, solely based on, you know, those external things. But yeah, yeah, I want to be rich. Don't get me wrong. I just want to be rich doing something that I'm happy, like truly happy and engaged with, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let me start with what what am I engaged with? And then then let's see how the money will flow from that. But um, I don't know if you know or have heard of Susie Batiste. Okay. Oh my God, I can't believe I haven't told you, but she's the lady who started Poopery. Oh yeah, okay, okay the founder of that company right and she was saying how she did all these different companies in her 20s and stuff you know she went bankrupt twice and she realized that throughout all of these businesses she wasn't even having fun Mm. she was chasing money right Mm -hmm. and so i kind of like that resonated with me because i kind of felt like some similarities in her story like of course i haven't gone bankrupt but internally you can go bankrupt from chasing things outside of you that don't really fill you up Ooh, I know, right? That's good. People want to call that a treatable moment. That's a treatable <laughs> moment. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, like, that's what I don't want to do, right? I don't want to chase all these ideas, and then I'm like, I'm not even having fun. Like, do I really love tech that much that I want to start a tech company? Probably not, right? And that's okay, you know? So, yeah. That's been big for me lately. Yeah, I think a couple weeks ago you told, you texted me that, like your new model, your new motto is chase the fun or, or follow the fun. Follow, follow the fun. The, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Follow the fun. I mean, why not? Yeah, It's so funny. I, I know that my dad has always said this to like, life's supposed to be fun. And I was like, dad, no, because if it's fun, then like, we're going to, you know, blah. but like when mm-hmm. I look at my dad and like how the way he handles life, he's like really calm, like, Aww. like everything he got furloughed. Um, he's been off from work, you know, for a really long time, but he's like his, the way he's handling his life, it's like, he's still waking up. He's taking the dog for a walk. He like going for a bike ride. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want. You know, I don't want to be the people, 
it used to be, I want to be the people that have all these things, but no, your dad has it figured out. Like to wake up and still have a smile on your face and a positive attitude, that will take you way further than, you know, millions and millions of dollars because he can go through those challenging times and bounce back from his positive attitude. Whereas someone who doesn't have that, you could have millions and lose it tomorrow. And then what do you have? You don't have, you have a crappy attitude to go with it. You're going to make yourself miserable. Mm-hmm. that's what that's what society should be going for what your dad has mm-hmm. that's what I want now you know god that's good I want to meet him <laughs> <laughs> can I interview him <laughs> yeah my dad's great he's wonderful he's a good guy so awesome. what is what follow the fun like what what does that bring you if that's if that's what you're doing what what's changed for you what are you adding in that's different than for that you mean like, what am I doing that's fun or? Yeah. So um, recently I've had all these ideas for like wanting to do these short films and things like that. So um, I didn't really necessarily pursue them because I felt like, well, how am I going to make money from this? Right? Like that was the old mindset that I had because I was chasing money and trying to figure out how to make money all the time. But now it's like, well, you know, I'm just doing it because it's fun. It's creative. It's a, it's an outlet. It's expression. It's something that I just really want to do. And it doesn't, doesn't have anything to do with, with an outcome. And so I said, I'm just going to continue to follow the inspiration for this until it dries up and, you know, go from there. So that's what I've been doing. It's been awesome. It's been really fun. Really fun. I'm having fun. Can't believe I said that. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we're not millionaires. We can't go do anything like really that fun. Is a pandemic happening, but like, right. be okay. Like, we're okay. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And allow yourself to have fun. God, I've never allowed, and you told me to do that. Like, allow yourself to have fun. Allow yourself to go do things that just for the sake of doing it. Right. And it's, it makes, it helps with your energy and it just helps so much mentally to just do that. Because for me, I am a worker bee. I'm a doer. Like I'm a person that always has to be doing something like, and I have to be doing something towards the life that I want, but it's like, you're not really making any progress. So just put your ass down and have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> Loosen up a bit. You're not there yet. Just, just have fun today. How about that? Mm, yep. So, yeah. Yeah, but we th- we think that if you're going to have fun, that that means like being super reckless. Like that means that you're going to go out like on a spending spree or a drinking spree or eating spree. And so that's what like I like fun. We just think it's all of those. I don't know. Like it's that. But like fun for me is I today, I, this has been something I've added in. Like I turn on a podcast or I've been listening to You Are a Badass on YouTube and I, um, color for like 15 minutes. Like that's fun for me or riding my bike to the gym, working out and riding home in the middle of the day. Like that, you know, it feels so taboo. Like, Ooh, I'm going to take two hours out of my work day in the middle of the day. Like, no, you should, you know, no, this is fun. And it's like something that I realized I wrote down yesterday. was like, if I'm in a good mood and I'm like being my best self, 
Mm-hmm. And then I meet with someone, I can show up for them and help them be their best selves. And then they can go and take care of their kids or go to work or whatever and be them, their best selves. But I always approached it the opposite way of like, oh my God, I'm so stressed. You know, I'm so stressed. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, I'm like, I'm a shitty person. Like you talk to me and I'm a shitty person to talk to. Cause like now I'm mm-hmm. giving this, I'm like, here's some stress. You want some? <laughs> <laughs> We've all done that, trust me. I know I did. God. And thinking back, I'm like, oh. But yeah, we had to learn. We had to go through that, you know? But yeah, I definitely can. Yeah. God, yeah. Tell, can you talk more about the project that you made? I loved it. I finally, I'm not really on social media all that much, but you told me about it yesterday yeah. and I went on your Instagram yeah. and I was uh, like. Thank you. <laughs> I love, I also love that you, um, declutter and you only have three posts on Instagram right now. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's like, really? Why? It's like clean and just like, I know there's no clutter. I know exactly who this is and the type of person that she is and what I'm going to get like from seeing her stuff. So yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. (laughs) I liked it. Cool. So the project, um, so yeah, like, I'm really working on a, a short film series and it's, um, I don't want to say the name right now, but I'll release it later. But basically it's, it's going to be something that is talking about um, black uh, lesbians and things like that. And kind of like the things that we go through and I'm going to tell it through uh, short film stories, right? You know, like different scenarios that we go through the family with, with, corporate world and culture and, and things like that. And just telling it in a, like a fun and unique way. Um, and so that project that you saw yesterday was just something, one of those follow the fun little things. It wasn't even like anything. I think I might've just had the inspiration to do it. And I just did it in like an afternoon. I didn't plan it out. I didn't do any of that. Like it was just all pure inspiration from start to finish. And yeah, it was just something that I, I wanted to do. And I wanted to reflect back on um, the moment that I heard that, you know, black women that are, that are lesbians are the lowest on the totem pole in society. And I just wanted to, uh, to put that into some sort of like, um, you know, film or video um, to talk about it. Right. Like, I don't even know if I want to expand on it or if I just want to leave it to that little one minute Instagram video, you know, but I am going to expand on it, but people are wanting me to do it in the documentary style, this style. And then I was like, a lot of time, a lot of times I'm pondering, okay, well, how do I want to do this? Because I want to do it right. But then I was like, I told my wife, I said, yeah, everybody wants me to do a documentary, but I'm not really feeling a documentary. It doesn't really feel, it's not resonating with me to do it in that way. I really want to do like a, a short film, something very simple, very minimal, um, that doesn't take a lot, a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of people, a lot of resources. I just want to keep it simple, but I want it to have a punch. And she said, well, then just do that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Like, <laughs> I can't I can go and get a, a haircut in the middle of the day. I can't go and ride my bike to the gym. I can do whatever, whatever the hell I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'm, I'm working on that in the background. And, um, yeah, I, I'm hoping that I can get it done this year and maybe shot this year and um out this year but we'll see yeah I'm not gonna rush it I'm not I'm not stressing about it because there's no outcome for me in this other than just to get it out other than just to do it that's it yeah it's Mm -hmm. yeah the process of doing it it's it's the process of creating right that's what's so fun 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've had like a lot of other cool ideas that have come up from that idea in the form of video and film. So I'm going to start to do that. Because remember, we talked about how we want like well, social media needs to be more intentional, right? Yeah. And just a highlight reel. And so I've gotten some really good ideas about how I want to do my Instagram now that I'm excited about in the form of video. So yeah, follow the fun. I'm just having fun right now. That's it. I love it. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, it, and then if, if you're having fun and you put that out into the world, someone is going to see it and it's going to help them, whether it helps them exactly. with the story that's happening in their head or the like, wow, like the creative aspect as well. Like, wow, right. she quit her job and now she's like off making things. We're allowed to do that. Wait, we're allowed to do that? I, know, right? I didn't know. Exactly. I know, right? Who would have thought? I would. I didn't even think. The Fallon three years ago didn't think I could do that. I didn't give myself permission to do that. And I think that's what a lot of people do. Like we tell ourselves, well, I can't do that because how am I going to do this? How am I going to pay that? Like how, how are these bills going to get paid? Or, you know, and I'm still like battling that and telling myself, stop. I have to stop telling myself what I can't do, right? Like I can do anything. It's just my beliefs that are telling me that I can't do something. Or that I'm not supposed to do this or I should be doing something else, right? That that should is where I always get screwed up. And so I'm really trying to like eliminate that from my vocabulary because I don't want to tell anyone what they should do. And I don't want anyone to tell me what I should do. And I don't want to tell myself what I should do either. Because should doesn't feel good. When have you ever said the word should and actually felt good about it? Yeah. I should eat. I shouldn't eat this pizza. I should eat a salad. That doesn't make you feel good. Eat the pizza. <laughs> You're in the salad, Fallon. <laughs> God, go with it. <laughs> right, right, right. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, the, I'm thinking the book that you got me into that was a little out there. I'm still, I'm still it processing it, there. but yeah. what is it? The subconscious mind, the power of your subconscious mind. Yep. Okay. Can you explain this a little bit more about thoughts and beliefs and subconscious mind and put it into like terms that people we're like, because I'll say it to Paul because he thinks, so I'm going off on a tangent, but no, I say it in a way it. that I know Paul will get annoyed. I'll be like, Ooh, Paul, I'm going to put that in my, my subconscious mind. He's like, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, what thoughts, okay. beliefs, subconscious mind, your explanation. My explanation. Okay. Um, basically from the time that we're, I mean, I don't want to get too woo woo, but you know, we've been programmed with certain things in our environment um, permanently from the age of a baby to seven years old, right? They say from zero to seven, that's basically when you've been programmed and that's what you're going to carry with you for the rest of your life. So if if you've learned something or picked something up, it's in your subconscious. And so you're acting out of things that you're not even consciously aware of. It's just already there, right? And so you may not know why you think that you're not smart enough or good enough. Well, maybe you picked up something a while back. And so now you have to reprogram your subconscious with, you know, affirmations and visualizations and things of that nature. I mean, it, it, for the longest, like I knew this years ago, I didn't understand it the way I understand it now, because maybe my mind just wasn't open to understanding it that way. I always felt like I should be the one to make things happen, but I can't achieve the things that I want to achieve with negative thoughts and beliefs Mm -hmm. and doing things that like, if I have these, if I have a subconscious belief that, um, you know, I don't know, money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work very hard to make money. Right. 
Um, and so I will act from that belief and work, I don't know, 18 hours out of the day and then not make a dime and wonder why I haven't made a dime. Well, I have this belief that, oh, I, I can't make money unless I'm doing this instead of saying, oh, you know, I can make money doing the things that I enjoy. I can make money and not have to kill myself for it. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to reprogram my subconscious mind to say, hey, Fallon, I can make money easily and effortlessly and happily or something like that. Money comes to me easily by doing the things that I love. Money can flow to me by doing what I enjoy. I deserve to make money doing what I love. Those kinds of things. Because I grew up in a household where my mom hated her career. She always complained um, about her career and she never changed it. Mm-hmm. And so hearing her hate her career and having to make a sacrifice for her children, I just thought that that was just the way to go. Like in my mind, yes, consciously I know, hey mom, you can choose another career. But I didn't realize by hearing her say that over and over again for so many years, what that was doing to my subconscious. Mm -hmm. In my subconscious, I felt, oh, I have to sacrifice. I can't do what I love. I have to go and kill myself for peanuts, right? But now that I'm reprogramming, so basically, long story short, the book is about basically reprogramming your subconscious so that you can um, achieve the things that you want to achieve and attract the things that you want to attract into your life. By It all starts with your mind and your beliefs. I really, I really think that's gold. If you don't believe you can, then you can't. And, you know, we all know the sayings. We've been hearing them all yeah. in our lives. Dr. Seuss, this and that. But yeah. you don't, you have to put in the work to really, like, do that. So listen to your YouTube affirmations as you fall asleep. Listen to it while you're cleaning the house. Listen to it while you're driving in the car so that you're constantly putting those things in your mind. And repetition, over time, you're going to just automatically think those thoughts instead of those negative thoughts. So now... I think I was in the store the other day before we came here and out of nowhere, it just, my mind just said, money comes easily, you know, out of nowhere, you know, and I wasn't even like trying to think of it, but it's, it's, I'm like, okay, yes, they're being planted. My seed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, it's working, but it, it takes a lot of work, but it's, I think it's worth it. I'd rather like work harder at this than to keep running in circles with the, with the, with the negative self-defeating thoughts and, you know, patterns of behavior that I've had my whole life that hasn't gotten me where I've wanted to go. So, Hey, I think I might need to change something inside. Maybe just try, see what happens. I may, I may still be in a screwed up position eight years later, but Hey, you know, at least I know that I tried, but yeah, I think it's working. I feel better too. And that's what I'm doing it for. Not to get the things, but just to feel better. Like, I want to feel better. I want to be like your dad when I grow up. That's what I want. Seriously. But that, though, like, okay, so that's something I've been blogging and writing about into my newsletter is, like, I feel like I think that my struggle growing up and, like, the beliefs that were put on me was um, that I struggled with mental health and Mm -hmm. I was always going to be like this and that Mm -hmm. I'm lesser than because I had like a diagnosis early on. Mm, And so that was like my belief, like I'm just the worst and I can't handle anything. So it's like, yeah, like if that's, if that's how I, if that's what I believe, then those are the actions I've been taking. That's the results I'm going to get. But like once I started shifting, like, okay, cool. I am everything that I'm doing when it comes to exercise or food or waking up early, it is no longer for this external thing. It is for me and yeah. my mental health and my well-being, my physical and mental well-being. Yep. Um, 
And yeah, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. But that, like, I'm, it's not for that external thing. It is. Right, right. And then guess what? That external thing that you want comes. It comes. It comes, it comes. right? It's magical. <laughs> it is magical. It's so crazy because it's like the moment you stop, like, worrying about it and yep. resisting it or feeling crappy about it not coming. The minute you say, hey, I'm just going to put this down for a second. I'm just going to focus on doing things that make me feel happy, that make me feel good. And then you're like, boom, you know, I don't know, you landed a client or, you know, someone brought, brought you flowers or something like that today. It could be anything, you know, and I don't know. I just really believe that it starts with our minds and our beliefs. And if we can reprogram those beliefs from what we've learned put on from our family, our society, whatever, and just change them, we can start to do, we'll take different actions. I really do believe that. Because, I mean, I, I, yeah, like growing up, you know, I was always taught that you have to work harder, you have to do this, you're you're black, nothing's ever going to come easy for you. That's what I heard. And so in my mind, just think, if you hear that growing up, you're thinking now, oh my God, I have to be freaking Michelle Obama every time I step out of this door to have a shot. Like, why, why can't I just think, no, things do come easily. I'm surrounded by the right people at the right time. Like, those are the things that feel right. Mm -hmm. And so with that belief, I don't have to walk around with this huge burden on my shoulders and feeling crappy and feeling, a, feeling like a victim. I don't have to victimize myself and everything, you know? And I think that's one thing that I really realized is that I'm, I'm not a victim. I am, I am more than capable. I'm a victor. I had to keep telling myself that over and over again because sometimes that narrative is so easy to replay and make excuses and play victim. I mean, we've all done it. It's, yeah. it's just easy. That's what we've learned. And unlearning that is probably the most, that'll be the, the, the greatest gift you can ever give yourself. You know, like, like you said, taking care of yourself, taking care of your mental health, taking care of your physical health, your emotional health. Those things are cutting people off that make you feel like crap. Like, I'm not dealing with you anymore. Sorry, mom. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, yeah. love you lots. But, you know, you know when, thing, when people overstep their boundaries or being with certain friends or people who are constantly naysayers or complainers and you feel a certain way after you leave them and you know you don't. Like, why do I feel so bad every time I get with this person yep. or we meet, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking back to what you said about like, like our parents told us these things and there was a, like your mom went through some shit in life that that yeah, was the definitely. lesson that she learned. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, she has like intention, like I need to teach my kids this thing because it's exactly. going to them. Mm -hmm. And it's this weird thing too, though, because Fallon, like it probably, it did help you. You became a really fucking hard worker. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. But now it's like, oh, it's, not helping you it's like great you got those skills but like mm -hmm. it's not helping you actually enjoy life exactly oh my god that's so true yeah so there was that positive intention but it's no longer it's it's like okay cool like and it i think that's the thing too like when i talk about my dad or you like my dad still works hard, you know, like he's still a hard worker and it's not, right. it's not that YOLO, like, oh my gosh, life is so fun. And I am going to just like, whatever, okay. give up all right. my responsibilities. But, but we think those like the zero black and white thinking zero to 100, which it's, yeah. it's either this or it's that there's nothing exactly. in between. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but yeah, like you're still working hard and you're having fun. 
the, they can exist. They can coexist. They can coexist. And I think that's what I didn't learn is that you can enjoy what you do and make good money. You can take risks and bounce back from them. Even if you fail, it's okay to fail. It's okay to, it's okay to fail, you know? And I think that's another big one for me is that just the fear of failure and the fear of disappointing myself and others has been another reason kind of I'm kind of like working through, but yeah, like it's okay to fail. You're, you're not gonna, this one, one thing that my dad surprised me with when I had like this really, I don't know, weird deep conversation with him, you know, and he said the one thing that people always forget is that the people who have succeeded have failed so many times. He says, I don't know why people think that you only have one shot. No, you have a lot of shots and you're probably going to miss a lot of shots and you're probably going to fail a lot before you get to the thing or succeed or whatever. And he's like, yeah, people need to learn that, you know, you're probably going to fail quite a few times before you hit the head on the, hit the nail on the head or hit the head on the nail. Which one is it? You know Uh, what I mean? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which is why I think it's so important to, one, be having these conversations with each Mm -hmm. other and to like being open and looking for people that are not afraid to be vulnerable and share like, Hey, I've messed up a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. like like, I'll be the first to be like, Hey, the last five and a half years have been like a shit show. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, Oh my gosh. Like I have messed up so much and I don't expect that like, I'm like, quote, I figured out what I want to do. I don't expect that it's like going to be exactly smooth sailings and there's not going to be right. any failures ahead. But like, right. I think I was thinking about too, like, like Kelly, her, I'm sure if I were to scroll back and look back at her, you know, first photography portfolio, mm-hmm. that it looks like crap compared to what she's doing. Oh, now. Like, yeah. oh, for sure. Yeah. Like Definitely. it, yeah. But like we, again, like we just, I just see where she's at now. Like I know, you know, I don't see what her first photograph looks like. I have no idea. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, you just gave me a really great idea that I could get to her that she could use for her target audience is that she could show them pictures from her very first Mm. days along with where she is now and tell people this is what my photo looked like when I first started and I think it's important to be authentic and show people that you know you don't start off at the finish line right like you you don't start off doing things magical and whatever like it it starts with this crappy photo or it starts with this crappy blog post or whatever to this it's literally like building the stairs as you go and it's never gonna be perfect so yeah I'm gonna yeah (laughs) <laughs> she's right there <laughs> I love that yeah oh and that's a good plug Kelly was on I think she was on like episode eight or something I have to look back and I'm gonna put it is like what episode is this? this I think this will be 139 or 140 I gotta double check I know I know I know your first episode and now episode 139 yeah 139 people yeah uh I mean that's amazing we're solo yeah but, um, and I mean this, like this podcast has not <laughs> been perfect by any means. And there were, and there were times that there were, um, several month long hiatuses. Cause I just like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like it just didn't, it just, I couldn't get it done. I couldn't figure out what to do. Um, so it has not been smooth sailing with this over the last three, two and a half years, whatever it's been. 
Um, but it's a good reminder. Cause like, but that's the thing is that I've shared, I'm like, I'm not really on Instagram right now. I'm still trying to figure out how I want social media to be in my life. But I know that, um, it just got, it just got to be too much. And there's just so much out there that it, there's so much of that comparisonitis, like just it. Well, her life looks amazing and my life doesn't. So, um, this isn't helpful to me. Um, yeah, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but anywho, <laughs> that's what we do best. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I want to ask what, so we shared a couple books that have been really helpful. Um, what other books have you read in the last few years? Cause I think that's another thing that I didn't realize before I started on all of this was how important it is to read. <laughs> like it is oh, so yeah. important to read. What books have changed your life over the last few years? Ooh, what books have changed my life? That's a good one. I would have to say, obviously, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Oh, uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. These are probably books that I've read probably in the last six months. because I feel like the last six months have been more transformational, mm-hmm. more transformational for me than the last three years. So wow. I would say, yeah. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. I'm going to have to go with those for now. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I have to look through my phone, but obviously <laughs> it wouldn't be a great book if I can't remember it, right? Yeah, those are big <laughs> I, ones. I read so much. I read so many books that it's kind of like ridiculous. I think that that was one of the things, too, when I started working with you. I think we were talking about different books that we were reading. I feel like you read like the Nike book or something like a while ago. Oh, back. my God. Yeah, Shoe Dog. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for reminding me. that. Oh, God. Yeah. That is one of the best books of all time. Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. It is so good. Just the way he told his story. Um, God, it was just so inspirational. It was one of those um, those surprise books that you don't really think will hit you the way they do. That's that book. I'm like, I didn't expect that, but it was so good from start to finish. It was a page turner. Yeah. I would recommend that to anyone mm-hmm. doing anything. So that was a good one. Yeah. So I would go with those three for now. If I think of any other ones, uh, <laughs> I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah. Oh no. And there's another one. There's one more. Mm-hmm. Um, this has more to do with like business stuff. But it is The Right It by this guy named Albert Savoya. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a book that teaches you how to properly assess your ideas when you have them on a very, very like uh, scientific type scale. I mean, it's, it's not scientific or whatever, but it's really good. If someone has an idea, he takes you from start to finish on like hey that's great that you have this idea but before you invest all these time and all that time and resources into it you need to do x y and z so i would recommend that to anybody out there who's starting a business and you kind of want to get a little bit of proof in the pudding before you like go all in yeah if you need that some people say hey i don't care i just want to do it so but Mm -hmm. it's a really good book yeah yeah love that Last thing I want to ask, because I think this is really important, and my dog just made a really sound, weird sound, or <laughs> that that was my dog. If it sounded weird, um, you and I have talked about morning routines and how important that's been, and that's 
been kind of what I've been helping people with while they're staying at home during the pandemic. And, you know, they start their work day and they're like, oh my gosh, I feel behind already. And just like everything's being piled on top of me. Um, and it was something that you said, you were like, oh my gosh, I'm waking up like two hours before I'm teaching to make sure I have time for myself. And that was like a realization for myself. I was like, ah, shit. I'm like not taking, like, I I forgot to take time for myself. Like I, but again, like Jacqueline, how many times are you going to learn the same lesson over and over and over again? Um, what, uh, what, what have you found for your morning routine so that you're not just starting what works for you? What do you love? What, which change, what's changed you? Um, my morning routine is basically being able to get up and just have like an hour of quiet and peace and solitude where I can just sit with myself, hear my thoughts, and so that I can meditate and journal. Um, because I feel like I, I'm I'm very chaotic when I can't do those things. It used to be exercising. I'm not always able to squeeze in exercising before my classes, but the number one thing I have to do is wake up and either listen to some affirmations. Either, either or, or all of the above, meditation, journal, affirmations. Mm-hmm. Um, usually when my alarm clock goes off, I go ahead and hit up my YouTube affirmations, listen to those for about 15 to 30 minutes, sometimes less. And then I'll go into doing my meditation for like 15 minutes. Yeah. And then I'll journal for like another 15 minutes. And then sometimes I'll just sit there and just be, be with myself. You know, because I think it's so like I was talking to Kelly about this the other day, like we're so caught up in to do, to do, to do. But now I'm trying to be, to be, to be and just listen and, you know, just for clarity. Because, I mean, a lot of things that I'm trying to do in my next steps in my journey or whatever you want to call it is like I want to be clear and I want to move with intention. But I, I can't be so distracted with social media and and always trying to figure things out that I don't just allow myself time, time to sit and reflect, right? Like, so that's what I really enjoy. It just feels so good to just sit there and just reflect and just to listen to the quietness of anything, you know? Like, I just love, I love natural light and quiet. If I have those two things, I am so happy in nature. But yeah, like, that's my morning routine. I have to have that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You weren't doing that before, like we're in the in the corporate world. Were oh, you? Hell no. <laughs> Not even close. It would be let's wake up and let's see what fires I have to put out today. Yeah. Let's look at my to do list. Let's rush through my morning routine of just getting ready, you know? Like I just never really allowed myself to not consistently. I mean, there were moments that I would like meditate, but it was very far few in between. I'd meditate for two days and then wouldn't meditate for another 80 days or something, you know? But yeah. it was always that kind of like, and then also I would wake up and I would already be anticipating like negativity. And I, I, I was already being that negative person. So I didn't even really, there was no way I could even think that doing something for myself outside of you know, complaining about something or playing victim about something, you know, I just, I didn't have that awareness then, you know, so, and I didn't, I probably now I would have rode my bike. I would have meditated. I would have journaled because I know that those things bring me joy and bring me peace so that I can tackle the headaches of the day better. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I did not do that. Oh God. Mm-mm. No, you and live I, and you learn. Yeah, I feel like had someone suggested. I mean, I 
feel like I was the same way when I was a teacher and had someone suggested that to me, be like, are you kidding me? I don't have time. For, like I have to wake mm-hmm. up. I'm not waking up any hour, an hour earlier to do this bullshit. Like stop. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. you, you don't understand how rushed my day already is. I can't take away more time from my day. And then it's like, yep. well, shoot. And that's the life you're going to live, Jacqueline. <laughs> right, right. It's so true. Yeah. And luckily for me with Buddha, like I didn't have to go into an office and I had the time. Like I could have made the time work because I'm an early bird as it is. But sometimes it's just easier not to. And so I didn't. And I didn't, you know. Yeah, I would wake up. I would hit the snooze even though I was already awake. Like how bad is it to hit the alarm when you're already awake before the alarm clock goes off? That's how much I did not want to go and start my day. Mm-hmm. No, and I think that that's a lot of people are struggling with that right now because it is this mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like as when I feel like I would be in that place of like, oh, days here again. Like it's just going to be yeah. the same shit that it was yesterday. Great. What's yep. today? More of the same shit. Like Groundhog Day, right? Over and over and over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feels good. So it's changed me tremendously. I'm sorry. I guess I didn't answer the yeah. part. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I just realized that. Still learning. First interview, guys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Like it, it's changed me in terms of feeling like I'm not giving, like I, I feel like I'm not just rushing through my day, but I feel like I've given myself like a gift before I started my day. Cause sometimes I'll get caught up and, you know, I help Kelly out with her business and, you know, before you know it, I'm like, well, did I do anything for myself today? Did I, am I at peace today? Did I start my day in chaos? Like, you know, like just having that moment with yourself, it just, it just makes me feel happy. And it makes me feel like, oh, like I'm setting the tone for my day, right? I'm not going to let the day kind of like just take me into the, to the wind tunnel and just spin me around. Like, I feel like I get to set my tone and it, it has really helped me maintain a level of like serenity throughout the day like okay I got I got I did what I needed to do for me so I can now give myself to others um more happily and more yeah openly I guess so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think that we're taught that that selfish should do something for yourself but it's like if we all actually if everyone our moms our dads everyone people we work with, coworkers, the person, the jerk on the street that cut us off. Mm-hmm. Like if everyone had just started their day with an hour of like doing something for themselves, that's yeah. checking Instagram or turning on oh CNN. Like it was yeah. just something for themselves without mm-hmm. any outside influence. Like your, your headspace, you're just in a different place. Absolutely. That is so true. Well, this is great, Fallon. I'm so excited. That- yeah. Okay. This is fun. Yeah. So if people want to connect with you, hear more about your little mini, mini episodes, where's the best place okay. to find you? Um, I guess they can just go to my Instagram at Fallon, F-A-L-L-O-N, right? W-R-I-G-H-T. Yeah. That's, that's where I am nowadays, but yeah, you're not going to see a lot of post people. Not, not, not right off the bat, but yeah, that's where I'm like starting small basically in terms of putting myself out there and being vulnerable. (laughs) 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 So yeah, people can check me out there. Cool. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. This was fun. 
Hey, it's Jacqueline. Just wanted to touch base with you. Uh, we've been home for six and a half months now, and if you've been struggling while working from home and you need support this October, check out my work from home success system. It is a four week coaching program with me to help you create habits that will actually help you enjoy life while working from home. You can go to imperfecteating.com or you can click the link in the show notes to find out more about it. It is a four week program. It is $44 and we get started soon. Go to imperfecteating.com. Take care.